So apparently RC is angry at me. Wait a minute. Apparently RC is angry at me for making him watch this movie. It, is, okay. it, it was worse than I remembered. <laughs> By like not a small margin. Oh. Also, there was a story I was going to tell. Oh, no. tell a story while I find it. When I remember it, and you stop. I remember specifically that it couldn't be recorded. That it could not be recorded. Correct. <laughs> well, thank you for telling me. I will make sure. But I don't remember what the story is. So it really doesn't matter at this point. Oh. Oh, you got I it? I don't remember what this is. <laughs> Should I pause recording? Yeah. Oh, Just God. Just to even make sure. All right. Late 80s garbage. <laughs> oh my god. That's exactly now, what it is. I am late 80s garbage. <laughs> so, <laughs> my little late 80s garbage person. Oh. Dumpster baby. <laughs> Prom queen dumpster baby. What? Prom queen dumpster baby. I, I just remember Drawn Together. Oh god. Drawn Together was, was both the most problematic show ever made. And fucking hysterical in the head of its time. <sighs> right. Yeah. Head, and, like, and people don't realize that that show was funny because it was making fun of being horrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm like, it's not being horrible by itself. It's making fun of being horrible. Yeah, so especially the last season when they knew they were canceled. They didn't uh-huh. give a fuck anymore. <laughs> like, people would think that they didn't give a fuck before that, given the context. Right. So, but then season three. <laughs> and then it happened. Just it's like, like, my cousin, oh. Brian Dempster, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. Ouch. God, I love that show. I still have it on my computer. I watch it. I do, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You're a funny little fella. <laughs> makes a coin noise every time. No, I, I'll go through phases where I, all I talk about is clum babies. Oh right. yeah, I love the clum babies. Right. They're delicious. <laughs> with with such wonderful healing properties. With such wonderful healing properties. <laughs> Fuck. All right, so found out today from the dentist. I need a mouth guard. Not, you should probably look into a mouth guard. It looks like you might be grinding your teeth. You're fucking grinding your teeth. Get a goddamn mouth guard. I don't want to pull your fucking teeth. Delightful little Russian dentist. Over That's <laughs> she's wonderful. But she's like, I don't want to pull your fucking teeth. Get a mouth guard. Okay. Just lay it on front street. Okie dokie. Yep. Yep. So, speaking of teeth, let's talk vampires. We ready? Oh, yes. I, I guess. <laughs> I know we don't have any good opening material. It's going to be whatever. <laughs> I'm going to reuse that joke I just said a minute ago. You so. are. It's fine. <laughs> <sighs> Breathing. All right. Hi, kids. It's Kenny Code of Razor Blades. I'm your host, Bob. And I don't necessarily like to lick shaving cuts. And here are my co-hosts 
Stephanie. Stephanie, please introduce yourself. I'm really concerned about that necessarily. I'm RC, and I am also <laughs> late 80s garbage. <laughs> and I'm Stephanie, and I am fascinated by disappearing unibrows. Ooh, mm. yeah. Mm. One minute it's there, the next shot it's gone. Right. What is with Regine's face? Ooh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hilarious. When we talk about the trivia with this movie, we'll get into it. We are talking about Fright Night 2, kids. I know we never talked about the original Fright Night, but every fucking asshole has talked about fucking Fright Night and the remake. We're not talking about that shit. We're not going to talk about that abortion of a remake of Fright Night 2. We're talking about Regine. Oh, I fucking love this movie, and it's horrible. It is bad. <laughs> so bad that it is for free on YouTube, it uploaded by a random crazy. stranger. YouTube. And, like, mm. at this point, the people who hold the trademarks just don't care. Uh, it's nope. just there. Yep. I, you know, for, like, two years. Yep. Right? right? They do not care. Well, here's the thing with this movie, and I have it in the trivia, so we're going to discuss this one first, though. Okay. Uh, because there's some history with this movie. Um, now, budget for this movie was $7.5 million. <laughs> It made domestic gross $2.9. It's more than yeah. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. It got limited releases in New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. I saw it in the theater in Hawaii, so I don't know how they managed to do that. But the reason this saw limited release is because Jose Menendez the live entertainment chairman was infamously murdered by his kids, Lyle and Eric the day, the day that Roddy McDowell and Tommy Lee Wallace had lunch to discuss distribution and marketing. Yeah, man. Due to his death, planned promos and ads for the film were all canceled as well. So most people didn't even know about this movie until it was released on video. No. Uh, IMDb says that it was only released in two theaters, but again, I saw it in the theater myself in Hawaii. Definitely saw this in the theater. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Shit. This movie was cursed with awesome. <laughs> with awesome? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I love this movie. <laughs> sorry. It's horrible. It's a bad movie. Um, but I, I love the first one so much. Mm. And then when they gave it that little gender-bent twist with this one, unlike... The remake of Fright Night 2, which had an actress in it that I love, and I cannot remember her fucking name. She was in True Blood uh, for at least a season. Um, Delightful British actress. Um, But anyway, she played basically Elizabeth Bathory Mm. in, in the remake of Fright Night 2, which took place in Romania, still had Evil Ed in it. It was basically the same plot as the first Fright Night. Yeah. It was not a remake mm. of Fright Night 2. It was, it was also very bad. <laughs> I'm like... The Evil Dead 2 did? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. They tried. But... It didn't fucking, even really work for Evil Dead 2. Fucking Evil Ed was defeated with a hug. <laughs> he really was. Fuck you. That's not, not true. That's not true. It is true. Oh my god. It is true because the dude playing um, shit, Peter Vincent, had a big tattoo of a crucifix on his chest. Of course he did. That's he defeated Evil Ed with a hug. 
We don't talk about the remake of Fright Night 2 anymore. Hugs, not drugs. <laughs> you're so cool, Bruce. Oh, you're really not, though. You're, no, he's not. Never he's was, not. never will be. I mean, he was dating a woman who would grow up to be a lesbian. Yes. Uh, they did, by the way, originally want Evil Ed and Amy back in the sequel, but Amanda Bierce was already working on Married with Children at that point, and um, Jeffrey... And she made a critical, critical well-made job decision. She absolutely did. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, shit. Ed, was, have, Ed did 976 Evil, right. and he Ed yeah. kind of toppled into gay porn there. Yeah. <laughs> as one does I, as one does i mean yeah because after 976 evil he was just like okay fuck it people i mean and with those teeth <laughs> with them nasty choppers he was not a bad looking person except for those teeth i'm like you are a black and decker pecker wrecker what are you doing in porn i'm sorry man no. those were they words. don't care about his his face no true so much yeah and i'm pretty sure he was in fact a really wasn't his I yeah. yeah I would assume as as <laughs> such he did he has gone gone back into some indie films for sure lately he's he did one that I can't remember the name of that was pretty good he had a small part in it but um he, he's gotten away from porn now he's bald and fat so you go evil ed you go but we love you, dude. We, we absolutely love you. Because Evil Ed's amazing, and I do absolutely 100% adore the first Fright Night. And after watching You're So Cool Brewster, the documentary, um, I feel for you, man. Yeah. So that some of the stories of the makeup and such mm-hmm. that you had to go through, I didn't really clock it until I watched that documentary mm-hmm. and went, yeah, that's that sounds like hell on earth. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of makeup, Julie Carmen, who played Regina... Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to wait until later, but since you brought it up, <laughs> um, when she was doing makeup for, uh, Regina, Regine, Re- Regine, is it's it, Regine. Regine, it is Regine, you're right, it is Regine, I'm sorry, I, I love this movie so much, I always do that, um, she'd never done prosthetics, mm. she had a panic attack, oh no, That's fair. Uh, she went home in tears, like, couldn't do anything the rest of the day. Yeah. And then towards the end of the night, after she'd regained some of her composure, they called her and said that the cast was fucked up. She had to do it again. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Julie Carmen. That is not a game. No, it is no. not. I mean, uh, I've, I've done plaster masks before. Yeah. They're not fun. They're not fun at all. And you, you really have to go to a Zen place in your head. You do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For, I mean, fortunately, now they have the fast curing stuff. Which yeah. Like, okay, yeah. you're there for five minutes. But, it does help. But still, you're encased in plaster and cannot move for ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they broke the mold and she had to do it again. <sighs> Poor thing. I would have killed whoever broke that mold. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Seriously. FX dudes. All right. So. We get shit happens, but. Right. Try harder. <laughs> Seriously. Be careful. So, Fright Night Part 2, or otherwise Fright Night 2, I prefer Part 2, just because there is actually that, that comma and the word part on the poster. So, um, 1988, director Tommy Lee Wallace, uh, best known for Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yay! Um, 
Vampire, yes. Vampires Los Muertos. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, I know. I watched that one okay. time. It's, yeah. Vampires uh, the Dead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Taking place in Mexico. It was around the same time as From Dust Till Dawn. John Carpenter's Vampires. Yeah, and... that's, it was a sequel to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Aloha Summer. I know. I don't get it either. Uh, written by Tom Holland, who was given credit for the characters in the first film in this one, who also wrote Thinner and Child's Play. Uh, Tommy Lee Wallace. Miguel Tejada Flores, who's re- who is responsible for Revenge of the Nerds, Screamers, and Frankenstein's Army. Who is responsible for <laughs> Own that shit. Own it. Live um, with your sins. Right. Tim Metcalf also helped write, who has also uh, helped Miguel with Revenge of the Nerds, but he also wrote California, the one with a K, uh, and The Haunting in Connecticut, which we discussed a little bit in the Conjuring episode. All right, so starring William Ragsdale as Charlie, who is in the TV series Herman's Head, which I loved and ended entirely too soon. Justified the reaping mannequin on the move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ronnie yeah, Bell as Peter Vincent. The man has been acting since 1938. If you oh. don't know who he is, um, he's uh, known as Bookworm in the 60s Batman series, Planet of the Apes, Night Gallery, you know, shit like that. Um, Tracy Lind, who played Alex, was in Class of 1999, My Boyfriend's Back, and The Road to Wellville. Julie Carmen, uh, also in, in the Mouth of Madness, a uh, movie called Africa, The Butcher. She does lots of TV cameos. Mm. Um, Russell Clark, who played Belle, who's my favorite. <laughs> my favorite! Uh, he's mostly a choreographer. He was hired for this movie as a choreographer to do uh, the dance scene between Regine and um, Charlie later uh, and her uh, performance piece. Right. Um, but uh, he uh, he's uh, was in Catch the Heat, Body Rock, and he was in the Temptations miniseries. Um, so he is also an actor. Brian Thompson. A lot of people know who Brian Thompson is. Even if you don't know who Brian Thompson is, you know who Brian Thompson is because he's in fucking everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, big dude. Muscle-bound dude. Um, has a it's like he has no fat in his face. It's just all skin. Um, he's in Buffy a couple of times. Yeah, like several times. Two or three times playing villains. Um, he played the big blue one. Yeah. That they had to destroy with the rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> uh, he was Shao, Shao Kahn. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, and, of course, whitewashed the Asian villain. Um, where was I? Oh, and Dragonheart. John Grease, who played Louis, he's another one who you'll say, I've seen that dude. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. a whole bunch of shit, but you don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah. Um, again, played Louis. He was in Napoleon Dynamite, Men in Black, The Monster Squad. I thought for the longest time, because I hadn't watched the, the Monster Squad in forever before I watched um, Fright Night 2. Uh, so I thought he played the werewolf. Mm. In in Monster Squad, I knew he was in Monster Squad, but he plays the homeless dude. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play the werewolf. Um, Merritt Buttrick, who played Richie, uh, best known from Square Pegs and Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, but his last movie, unfortunately, he died um, in the early nineties of AIDS. 
Uh, his last movie, poor thing, was Death Spa. Oh, bless. Yeah. That's like... I haven't seen it, but that name alone. That's You've like seen Raul the poster Julia's... on Prime, I'm sure. Probably. Right. That's yeah. like Raul Julia's last movie being Street Fighter. Yeah. Oh, yeah I know. Bye they bye, both, They both deserve better. They do. And Ernie Sabella. Hell yeah. Dr. Harrison. You know who he is, kids? He's fucking Pumbaa. <laughs> He's fucking Pumbaa. Um, so he's in The Lion King, Perfect Strangers, Mouse Hunt, ton of TV. So again, like I said, budget seven point five million, box office two point nine million. Plot. Right. So three years after the events of the first film, twenty-year-old Charlie Brewster, as a result of psychiatric therapy, now believes that Jerry Dandridge, the vampire in the first film, mm-hmm. was nothing but a serial killer posing <laughs> as a vampire. <laughs> This is immediately when the movie lost I me. Know, I know. <laughs> Just... the first 12 seconds? Yes. Well, you literally saw your girlfriend split her face from ear to ear and show you a mouthful of fucking fangs and then, like, watch the dude that did it to her like, get destroyed in the sunlight. I get, I get wanting to make that something less scary in your mind, like your, right. your mind protecting itself from mm-hmm. the trauma. I get all that. Totally. But, but it it happened, bro. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you. I I wish it was but a dream for you. Right. But it wasn't because you have someone down the street right. who is still alive. Yeah. <laughs> they went through the same bullshit that you did. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, so in the original plot for this movie, when Amy was supposed to be in it, mm-hmm. she was supposed to be just kind of a bit part who had broken up with Charlie and now only like exclusively dates older men that look like Jerry Dandridge. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Oh my God. And savage. (laughs) I know. And evil Ed was supposed to be part of Regine's posse. Oh, but evil Ed couldn't do it. And yeah, um, whatever his name is, Jeffries. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffries, Stephen Jeffries. I think. Sure. Something like that. Whatever. Someone, someone will correct me. I'm sure. Um, and then, of course, Amanda Beers married children. She's like, mm-hmm. no, I have a good paying job over here. Right. And I'm not going to do that anymore. And I'm getting okay. ready to start directing anyway. Right. So, yeah, that is the worst. Yeah. That is the worst. I'm sorry. You absolutely did experience that in your life. And you need to shut the fuck up now. Yeah. So, um, as a result, he comes to believe that vampires never existed. And as we all know, PTSD is a bitch. Yeah. 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 Now, a college student, Charlie, along with his new girlfriend, Alex Young, go to visit Peter Vincent, who is back to being a burnt out TV vampire killer on Fright Night, which makes visiting him weird for Charlie since he doesn't believe air quotes anymore. Um, while visiting, Charlie sees four large crates being offloaded from a truck. Seriously, dude, you've seen this before. And he's, he's still just like, whatever, but he's also. Just right. put himself through three years of intense therapy mm-hmm. to make himself believe that, that what he's seeing before his very eyes is bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. On the way out, Charlie also sees four fucking delightfully weird-ass people walk past him into the <laughs> elevator. Uh, Charlie... And he doesn't give a fuck. I know! I just, except, whatever for, drugs, except for the girl. Whatever drugs his doctor has prescribed for him... I need it. He had that whole fucking drawer full. Yeah, he did. Like, they were unlabeled. 
he they creates. Were, oh, his doctor was definitely a pill. He monster. creates his own reality. He has gotten to that point with the pills, and that's where I want to be, <laughs> so I can start creating my own reality. Right. That sounds perfectly healthy. <laughs> I know, right. Mm. Drugs are bad, kids. Drugs are bad. <laughs> Jesus. Charlie b- instantly becomes drawn to one of the four, the alluring because regime. titties. But yes. <laughs> Like, she was, she you was can, beautiful. She was beautiful. Oh, yeah. And, like, you can lie and be like, oh, it's because she's a vampire. No, right. it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was because, it was because he was a college student. It's because and he was she a... had titties. And Alex, <laughs> and Alex was not putting out. Yeah, Alex That's was not putting out either. Putting I out. have to study. I have to study. Have to study you know, if you, if you handled your business for five seconds, mm-hmm. studying would be a lot easier because you'd be chill. Right. So go handle some business. Right. Take a 20-minute break. Yeah, it's not gonna studying. take twenty minutes. Look it's at not. him. Seriously, I was being <laughs> kind. Stop. Just yeah, just go. Boom, yeah. boom, in, out, done. You, he might not even get in. Yeah, he might not. Premature ejaculation, and then and force him to help you finish. Right. Seriously, yeah. if, if you're gonna let him cut the mustard, he has to lick the jar when he's done. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. You've never heard the saying "cut the mustard." Not in that context. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like? Spicy? Like I, I have... you're so stuck on that. It's now. just because of the mustard in the jar, and then licking the jar when you're done to get all of it out. Yeah, that I, I get. I get the imagery. I don't understand why we chose mustard. <laughs> we collectively. It's something I've heard. It's okay. a thing. It's Did just, straights it tell there? you that. <laughs> Am I hanging around with the wrong people, Mom? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, Charlie... We're drawn to the one of the four, the alluring regime, because Charlie, like every other red-blooded college male in the world, is led by his penis. There it is. Yeah. Even if they have a unibrow. Pretty much. Even if they have a unibrow. Uh, Charlie drives Alex back to her dorm and begins to make out with her, ignoring Alex's pleas to stop at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Only to see himself kissing Regine and pull away. An upset Alex storms off, not realizing that something is following her. Okay, let's stop there. The kissing scene is super uncomfortable. Like, first of all, congratulations, actor, on what I have to believe is your first kiss ever. Right. Because we can see a lot of detail, and it is not going well. No, it is not. <laughs> nope. Nope. Now, I, I'm just going to get this re- out of the way um, here. William Ragsdale gets on my nerves. <laughs> and, like, it, it... Is it because of his face? It, 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 it's an amalgam of things, but... I've never been a fan of, like, all-American clean-cut boys. Yeah, like, he's got that going against him for me at the start. But then um, all I really know him from is is Fright Night. So he is my least favorite character in Fright Night. Yeah. And then he is bottom-of-the-barrel favorite character on this one. Because he's just pompous and furiously in denial Rage-inducingly idiotic. Yeah. Rage-inducingly idiotic and a fucking chauvinist, man. Oh, yeah. It's just so much. It's just so much. He is an asshole. And then there's the mullet. There's just, there's a lot. There's a lot that I, that hurts me. No. (laughs) There's a lot, there's a lot that hurts me when it comes to him. Oh, but then there's Alex. 
Yes. Our voice of reason. I do like Alex. Yes, She's Alex is sweet. I didn't particularly like her. Really? I mean, she I she was serviceable. Way yeah. Way better than Amy. Wait, did I just get people confused? Amy's the original. Amy's the original. Yes. Alex is the new one. Yes. Okay. I, I thought I thought I fucked up the name. I didn't. They're just very close. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, she, I mean, she's smart. She knows what she wants in life. She's driven. She All knows. great things. Yeah. She's great. However, girl, you in college now, this purity stuff, it's, if it works for you, fine. But you're kind of a dick all about it. There's that. <laughs> There's the fact that, like, okay, the, the big problem I have is that she clearly doesn't give a shit about the guy's interests and I'm not talking about sex. Right. Um, because that plays out on screen and it's it gross. Does. Yeah. Um, but like, she didn't realize that he was passionate about horror at all. Right. Like, girl. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been dating? Yeah. yeah. Even if it's Come been on. more than a month, you know. Yeah. You know. Like, sure. Well, because you just fine. threw it in, your, in his face. Right. Yeah. It, this is a scene that we haven't gotten to yet in the movie, but like, so he, she throws the the horror movie stuff in his face, so you know it means something to him. Yep, he, that it's his primary thing that he thinks she about. Just doesn't care. He just yeah, doesn't give exactly. a shit. Yeah, exactly, she doesn't, and, and and she is kind of all about her. Yeah, and it shows. So, she is better than Amy because sure. Amy was seriously one hundred percent damsel in distress. Yeah, so that was horrible. But, you know, in this one, you know, she's a little bit more action-less. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. Um, but then Peter Vincent, who's still, you know, there are still vampires. I'm going to hunt them. Here's all my stuff. It still works. Um, and that, of course, makes Alex and Charlie super uncomfortable when they go to visit him. And I'm like, dude, it was three years ago, and you saw what you saw. A person turned into a giant bat. There's no fucking way. <laughs> There's no amount of therapy. That. No. That is going to tell you that he did yeah. not, in fact. Yeah, like a, a dude melted in front of you. Yeah. I... Because of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe they aren't vampires, but you didn't imagine everything. No. Like that was... <laughs> no, you didn't. I mean, unless you're standing next to a vat of acid. There's and actively no, inhaling right. hallucinogens. And, yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, sulfuric. That, yeah. too. A person is not just going to melt. It's, they're not. No. Dude, no psychiatrist is going to take that shit from your brain. Period. I hate the, 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 it was just a dream, but it really wasn't trope shit. Yeah. It is the worst. You know, when you've got this, and it always happens in a fucking sequel. It does always happen in a sequel. Sometimes I, I think it can be done well. Well, this if you're one, talking with something absolutely that is, does not. Absolutely no. Not. When you're talking with something that is 100% not supernatural, mm -hmm. great. Like if you're talking about kind of a Jason thing, which is supernatural but not. Right. Because you, you it's think. It's like supernatural Jason's adjacent. Yeah. 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 You know, it, you're talking about this physical thing. That did not change form, just slaughtered all of my friends. Now I need PTSD therapy, great, fine, whatever. Sure. I thought it was dead. And then you never really see that person again, for the most part. Those, mo a lot of people will not show back up for a sequel. Um, 
But, you know, with with Friday and Nightmare, they started doing the recurring characters. Mm -hmm. And that's when you got, okay, well, if you're in a sequel, these are the new rules. So, thank you, Scream. (laughs) I just rewatched Scream 3. I do love Scream. I love that series. (laughs) It is also garbage. It is. (laughs) But Nev Campbell is wonderful. Nev Campbell is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had the biggest crush on her when I thought I was straight. Right. It was a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, we we do still need to get a copy of the script so that we can do the dramatic reading of the craft. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, by the way, the thing we did not mention is the fact that he sees Regine because Regine is lying on the roof of the car, just kind of swirling her fingers around. Yeah. Think this. That was beautiful. That was oh, yes. great. It's great. Stunning. Yeah, and she hasn't said a word nope. until this point. Mm-mm. Not a word. Stunning. Um, right. Another girl leaves the dorm as Alex enters, and she is followed and killed by one of Regine's vampires, Belle, who stalks her on roller skates like a fucking boss, and that was some yeah, damn dude. rogue hair. <laughs> oh. Alex, meanwhile, is unaware that Louis, another of Regine's group, is scaling up the wall outside her window, but he's startled and falls when Alex inadvertently slams her window shut on his hands because we loves us some werewolf slapstick up here in these parts. This, Like, seriously, this is some Bugs Bunny Abracapocus level shit Abracapocus. right here. Oh my god. Oh my god. Girl. I grew up with Bugs Bunny. Yeah, you did. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> It's just interesting people. Oh my um, god. Bosworth, a bug-eating servant of Regine, kind of like a Renfield, uh, makes fun of Louis before consuming some bugs. You're supposed to bite her on the neck. <laughs> That's a recurring line. It is. I'm not it's thirsty right funny. now, man. It's pretty funny. It works every time, because Louis does. is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, a delightful one. He is. We do like Louis. Later that night, Charlie dreams that Regine comes to visit him only to turn into a vampire and bite him, sensually reopening a shaving cut with one of her fangs. The next day, Charlie talks to his psychiatrist, Dr. Harrison, who assures him that what he dreamed was only natural and tells him to find a hobby. Alex then, of course, finds Charlie bowling per doctor's orders. Um, (laughs) And Charlie agrees to go to the symphony with her after apologizing for his behavior the previous evening. On his way there, however, he sees his friend Richie with Regine and opts to follow him like a dumbass. Charlie climbs up the fire escape outside of Regine's apartment, only to be horrified when he sees Regine and Belle feed on Richie. Charlie runs off to find Peter, and the two of them arm themselves with crosses and crash Regine's party. This is where we're talking about that selfish shit. Mm. Yeah, she showed up to watch him bowl, but she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? My God. Bowling? He's like, you want to bowl a few frames? She's like, no thanks. And he's even like, yeah, the doctor told me it's actually pretty fun. Right. It, it's something that is mindless and mindful at the same time, much like my embroidery. It's something to focus on. It's something to get your mind off of shit. Yeah. So, great. Go bowling, Charlie, in your sunglasses, because you're starting to turn into a vampire, and you don't even know it. Bitch. <laughs> I, well, like, the whole, like... I, I genuinely had to pause the movie and like go get a drink or, or something when he spotted the the chicks in the quad yeah. and 
follows their neck yeah. and bites his lip. Right. I'm like, I am incredibly uncomfortable yeah. right now. That's fair. It gives me the heaves. It, your face is giving me the heaves, man. I got to go. Yeah. Like <laughs> He doesn't get to do sexy. I'm he sorry. doesn't. No. I'm sorry. He, he doesn't get to be our suave debonair vampire. No. You know, literary symbolism for VD that that vampires are. Uh, no, he's not sex on a stick. No. Oh, Neither God. was Evil Ed. Neither was Evil Ed, but you never got a shot of Evil Ed eyeing some throats and being all like, ooh, yeah, baby. Exactly. You just got him being Evil Ed. Yeah. He was more on the Nos- Nosferatu scale <laughs> of, the, of the White Wolf universe. Yeah, right. man. And um, that, that, that I could handle, but no, Charlie, yeah. no, man, no, stop sorry. it. No, stop it. But then, you know, he's like, I'll go to the symphony for you, but you don't have to watch me bowl, blah, blah, blah. Dude, partnership. We take interest in each other's interests. At this point, though, yeah. you, that can be explained away with he was being a giant flaming asshole the previous night. Yeah, he was. And he kind of needs to make it up to her. He, he does. does. He does. So this specific one, I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah that's so fine. She cannot be a dick about it, and that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. But yeah. he needs to do something for her. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yay. He He's a little in the doghouse. A little bit. bit. As well he should be. Yes. yes. Ugh. Fuck you, Charlie Brewster. You're so cool, Charlie. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, you're mm-hmm. not. Not even in college are you cool. Not even with those rich that's when people fucking, go- fucking eyeglasses. Yeah, like that's when people get to try and be cool again. That's your, your second shot at life. Yeah, and you fail. At the cool game, and you, you just... You blew Crash it and burn, so man. <laughs> You're like, you were cooler as a kid. You were. Yeah. <laughs> you were. Like, the coolest you, you ever were. Was, yeah. You did. You did. Now you're just a dork with drugs. A <sighs> <laughs> dork with drugs. <laughs> uh, I mean, brain medications are drugs. Fuck yeah. We're yeah. all on them. Right, we are. <laughs> yep. But not, not ones that alter reality like his. But then we watch Richie get eaten. We do. That's fun. That was fun. He was digging it. Yeah. He, he was it. down. Yeah. Super down. And then Charlie was like, what? What the hell? What? I don't know what to do. Stop watching. Put down your fucking binoculars and go figure out what the fuck to do. Or you could leave it the fuck alone and go find your girlfriend who's pissed at you right now. <laughs> Why? Why do you fuck up your life this way, Charlie? Why? Now like, you're even almost more. I know. It's his destiny to fail at everything he does in life. Seriously. Fuck you, Charlie Brewster. Fuck you. All right. I still love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so there, Charlie, Richie, excuse me, Charlie finds Richie at the party. Yes. Crashed, but is shocked to find him alive and well with no bite marks. I don't know about well. He's alive. Yeah, he's a little pale. <laughs> Um, but, but no bite marks on his neck and making slightly homophobic commentary. Uh, more yeah, than more commentary. Than yeah. He is, he is just gently caressing like, that collar, baby. Yeah. He just, ooh, yeah, so feather light. I don't like, know that I'm I like, am not the dude. <laughs> I am not the dude. <laughs> this is not where you want to be. Yeah. Charlie Brewster. <laughs> he takes it well, man. He's, he's just like, like all things considered. Yeah. yeah he really does. Yeah. Charlie could have gotten punched. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. But like his, Charlie's nose is like inhaling his breath. He's so mm-hmm. freaking close to just And his eyes are wide open. Wide like, open. How can you not see like, this? Oh my god. What are you doing, dude? Yeah, dude. What are you doing? Like, I am wrong. not the one. We we learned from the car scene that he has problems with personal space and boundaries. And, True. And potentially consent. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Fuck you, Charlie Brewster. <sighs> Two times is kind of a pattern, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Three times gets you arrested. Um, Once gets you arrested. True. <laughs> uh, Regine then makes her entrance doing an erotic dance with a mesmerized Charlie. Uh, she introduces herself to Peter and Charlie and claims to be a performance artist in town for some shows. Satisfied that what he thought was Regine attacking Richie was nothing but an act, Charlie leaves when he remembers his date with Alex like a dumbass. Yeah. I want to talk about something quick because it's awesome. Okay, go ahead. Regine's fucking outfits. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, man. She's beautiful. Hands down, best part of the movie. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that one hat. Yes, the hat. Yes. Oh, very and Apollonia. The, 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 the red dress that's like a low-cut dress with the long sleeves. Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. like the shoulder pads. And like the shoulder pads work. And yeah. <laughs> them, them bustiers, bitch. Yeah. Well, like, in a, you know, I'm a sucker for a uh, an 80s dance sequence. Mm. I am a sucker for it. And <laughs> it's so absurd. But her bat-winging little yeah. move i love it to it was death. actually pretty right? great it's it pretty great i like you are literally flapping like a fucking bat right now and i love it yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, regine is the best part of this movie yeah. she is she absolutely is the best part of this movie um and that party was just like Oh, we're gonna be all foo foo shishi art people, and like. But also, they're just like doing drugs and having sex. Which right. Is, well, that's what foo foo shishi art people do, right? Yeah. Especially in the eighties. I want to be one of them. No, I don't know. <laughs> you just want to be at that kind of party. I want. I want to be at that kind of party because I like having sex and occasionally doing drugs. Um. But no, I I, I want to watch the foo foo shishi people be foo foo shishi and right. make fun of them later. That's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. So, satisfied, um, uh, Charlie leaves when he remembers his date with Alex. Peter elects to stay behind, and while looking around, he notes that there are people in the corners of the room biting others on the neck, meaning that there are a ton more fucking vampires that just aren't addressed during the rest of this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Noting the odd behavior, he draws his pocket mirror and finds that Regine and Belle, who are dancing in the middle of the dance floor, no reflections. <gasps> Just like Jerry Dandridge. That bitch. Holy shit. I know. In a vampire movie, who fucking knew? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Storming out of the party, Peter runs into Regine waiting for him outside. And then we hear, well, we've heard her speak now. Anyway, she's got one of those whiskey throats. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like Kathleen Turner. Yeah, I could listen to Kathleen Turner talk, to, talk to <laughs> just for days. I love her voice. I, I love a woman with a whiskey throat. It's great. Like Kate Mulgrew, uh-huh. also. Just that slightly gravelly, but yeah. still feminine voice. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Uh, but Peter comes face to face with Regine, who reveals herself as a vampire, the sister of Jerry Dandridge, 
and has come to take her revenge on both Charlie and Peter because being alive for centuries gets to be a little dull and family attachments aren't all aloof and distant like the white wolf LARPers would have you believe. Um, Peter runs back home and hides, resolving to... Something's happening. Something is happening. <laughs> she's got the microphone in her hand. Do it. Yep. Okay. I have an issue. Yes. So Regine and Jerry are siblings. Mm -hmm. And Jerry was uh, alive for a thousand years, yeah. which makes me say, like, let's just let's just assume they're biological yeah. brother and sister, mm -hmm. and they're both vampires. Yeah. So she, I'm going to say she's in that time frame, either like 1500 before or after. Yeah. I'll give him a big wide vampire birth here. <laughs> that being said, Peter holds up that cross. Mm -hmm. And she says, like, with time, you create, you get an aversion to it or whatever the hell yeah. she says. But Jerry but didn't. Jerry didn't. Nope. <laughs> so how do you explain that, Einstein? Right. Right. <laughs> just, she just had a different vampire experience. Uh, she, a different vampire experience. Yep. Yeah, maybe she turned into, like, a vampire atheist and it just doesn't affect her anymore. For sure. Yeah. Whatever. But, yeah, you know, uh, in inconsistencies, people. I'm like, it was such a major part of your yeah. brother's passing and you just <laughs> fuck it off. Now, <laughs> now remember though, remember though that the first time the, the cross was used, even by Vincent, Dandridge wasn't affected. When it was used by Vincent, when it was used by Charlie, that's when it affected him because Charlie believed. Yeah. So, Maybe, maybe Peter Vincent just needs to reevaluate his faith. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Just stop using that stuff. At least with the holy water, someone else has blessed it. So, and garlic always works. Yeah. And, and as we discover later, roses. Roses. We'll talk about that. Yes. We'll talk about that. Fun fact. Hmm. Do you know why they don't cast reflections? They have no soul. Nope. Oh. That is, that's like the, the general Consensus. belief now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it's actually because mirrors in ye olden times oh, they were, were made, made with, with silver. silver. Oh, and they clever. Were impure. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. I, did, oh, I have those, heard that and I forgot all about those it. Those ancient myths are so yeah. clever. What, what's funny is I actually did for one of my, uh, one of my senior years, uh, one of my English reports. That one of them was on pornography, uh, which got me a C and kicked out of class. <laughs> <laughs> but the other was about porphyria and the vampire myth, mm -hmm. how they were related, how the symptoms of the disease porphyria led to, you know, the myth of the vampire because mm -hmm. your gums recede, right? Mm -hmm. You know, your skin shrinks a little bit; it's, it's a little less elastic. Uh, you're very pale. Yeah, you know. So, I, I, I've always found vampires fascinating, um, and I forgot where I was going with this. What were we talking about before? Um, the mirrors? The mirrors. Mirrors, right. Yeah. So, but no, part of that was actually listing out, you know, what, you know, a lot of the vampire myths, that you know, the no reflection thing. So, I did know that. It just left my brain. Go, brain. <laughs> you and your fucking memory loss drug-related bullshit. <laughs> All right. So, back to the White Wolf Lepers. Uh, 
Peter runs back home and hides, resolving to tell Charlie in the morning what has just transpired. Charlie, meanwhile, after being turned away from the symphony because he's stupid late and Alex gave his ticket to fucking Louie, returns home and falls asleep, only to be visited by Regine, who bites him on the neck while he sleeps. Charlie, content with the explanation that Regine is a performance artist, is once again in (laughs) denial. He begins to discuss the situation with Alex when Peter arrives to try to warn the couple about Regine, but neither believe him. Peter states that he has warned them and runs back to his home, packs his belongings, and departs. Performing for who? Right. Oh, is she performing for Charlie? I know. <laughs> well, I mean, she does end up the host. Later on, she ends up the hostess of Fright Night. She does, but at that exact moment when she is sucking on your neck, who is she performing for, you dumb well, shit? He's asleep. He doesn't know. Oh. He doesn't know. Yeah. <sighs> Fucker. Meanwhile. <laughs> Charlie has started to show signs of being a vampire as he's becoming sensitive to garlic and sunlight, which we should really have noticed while he was bowling. After failing to talk to his psychiatrist, he overhears a news report about Richie's body being discovered the previous night. Now believing that everything is real again, Charlie goes to see Peter, only to find that Peter has gone. Louis is once again stalking Alex. Louis reveals his true nature to Alex and, uh, uh, and Charlie and stalks them in the school library, only to flee after Alex injures him by cramming wild roses, which are harmful to vampires, into his mouth. Alex and Charlie are then arrested by campus police for, uh, apparently, property destruction. (laughs) Ah, fucking Louie. Supposed to bite her on the neck. If he had just bitten her on the neck, none of this would have happened. But he's Louie. he wouldn't have been, you know, had a, a fucking bouquet of flaming wild roses in his actual face. But he's Louie. Yeah. Which is interesting, because I don't think that's the myth about roses. No, <laughs> but uh, that is a lot of the, you know, how the aversions react with vampire flesh. Yeah. Like the holy water causes it to burn, or sizzle, or whatever. Uh, the cross causes it to burn, or sizzle. The rose or Running water. Right. Or... Well, running water, they just can't cross it. It doesn't harm them, they just can't go across it. From my understanding, that's actually supposed to be the same of a wild rose. They can't cross... Hmm. Where a wild rose is. No, a, a wild rose works the same way garlic does. Mm. They're, averged, they're averted to it. If they can't, if it's something that, that you don't want them to cross, that's going to be rice or sand or millet yeah. poured on the front step because they have to count every single grain before they can do anything. Wow, they took that <coughs> from the fray? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, because, I mean, I've heard that about the Fae. I've yeah. heard I that about the yeah. Fae, I've heard it about not about vampires. Too. I've heard it about witches, mm-hmm. too. Uh, it's not so prevalent with the witch myth. Yeah. But with vampires, yes, absolutely. That's mm. um, But yeah, while there's actually... I was going to leave it for my trivia. But this is one of the very few films to include the legend of roses repelling vampires like garlic. It's true. They're, they're aromatics mm. that repel vampires. It's garlic, wild roses... Wolfsbane, Hemlock, and Wormwood. So get into that fucking absinthe, kids. <laughs> get into it. The real shit. Also it's because it's fun. Because <laughs> it, is, it is fun. You get that little, neat little knife-looking stir thing with the sugar. And, and I think... <laughs> uh, so because uh, I, I am a baby, Yeah. Um, my first introduction to anything about absinthe um, which was not drinking it, obviously. But right. my first introduction to anything about it was Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Rouge. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so now every time I drink absinthe, I'm like, if I don't see Kylie Minogue, 
Yeah. I'm gonna be real angry. Yeah, I'm gonna have to write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> but it's it's herbal. It's good for you. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. It sh- it sure is. I've had fun. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a good time. It is a good time. You definitely have to do it. Tastes like shit. trash if it's is not it done like, right. Kind of like black licorice Yeah, but like, I just, I remember the first time I had absinthe and it, it was just. It's black licorice without the sweet. Yeah. Oh, so it's and black just licorice is not a punch to the mouth. For sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, with the, the anise flavored stuff, that is just kind of naturally sweet. Yeah. It's got that sweet black licorice flavor. But yeah, I can I can kind of see that flavor without being sweet and it being gross. Mm-hmm. So, which is a, probably why you add the sugar to it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, drink your absinthe right, kids. Yeah, yes, it's a whole fucking process. It is. Yeah, it's but it's worth it. it. You have to so have the d- the delightful like one drip at a time carafe thing. You have to have the, the little knifey thing with the with the pretty glasses and the sugar cubes and the whole bit. Go for the it. The open flame. Yep. The open. Because drinking is always wonderful with an open flame. Or an open flamer. Hi. Uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> How much of this this fucking series is just me sighing? It's the, <laughs> the thing you say. If anyone out there wants to make a super cut of, our, of all of our C's sighs of disappointment. Just, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be like eight hours. Dead <laughs> jokes ahoy. All right. Peter, meanwhile, is also arrested after he shows up on the set of Fright Night and attempts to kill its new host, Regine, on live TV after a delightful performance sequence. I do love that. With yeah. The fog and the floor. Oh, and the it's gorgeous. And dancing and the blood on the face. It's great. Um, that was some wonderful choreography. Russell. Yes. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, in what is a bad movie. <laughs> everyone thinks he's lost his sanity as he says I have to kill the vampire and he ends up in a state hospital uh, with Robert Downey Jr.'s best friend by the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Alex is bailed out by Dr. Harrison and goes to post bail for Charlie only to find out that he's already been bailed out by Regine Alex and Dr. Harrison head to the state hospital when the doctor reveals that he is, in fact, a vampire. And he tries to bite Alex, only for her to turn the tables on him and run him through with a piece of wood. But not completely, as he has to finish the job. <laughs> in a rather comedic sequence. Yes. It's, it's probably, like, my second favorite part of the movie. Right. Yeah. It's my, that scene and the Regine my, dance sequence. My fucking yeah. favorite. Okay. Yes, Sorry. you that's, love those no, roller that's skates. totally reasonable. That is some amazing shit. Um, huh, she then assumes his identity as a doctor and tries to have Peter released from the hospital, a distraction intentionally caused by one of the hospital's patients, Fritzy, who actually believes Peter's story about him being a vampire hunter, allows them to escape the place. That was a neat scene. That sequence was actually done really well. Yeah. The, the kind of the heisty. Yeah, bit, getting, getting it was it, that it. scene wasn't bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't. You know, she's like, da, 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 and she's almost there, and the head nurse is like, "Wait, gotcha, bitch." <laughs> uh, it was actually pretty good. And then Fritzy with the mop. Yeah, yeah. You know, good, good on you. It's Fritzy. a good time. But yeah, Fritzy is actually the guy who plays him. Was in a few movies, and I can't remember what they were. He is Robert Downey Jr.'s best friend. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and they used that the language that he used. 
was kind of the language he developed with Robert Downey Jr. when they were both high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that it's, we get this little kind of intimate look into Iron Man's private life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Alex and Peter head to Regine's lair in order to save Charlie. They find a disoriented Charlie, who is slowly turning into a vampire reminiscent of Amy in the first film. Uh, they rescue him and manage to kill a now-undead Richie, Belle, Bosworth, and Louis before con- confronting Regine. Bosworth's death. Oh no, kids. <laughs> no. Uh, he had to wear a prosthetic. That was, you know, obviously, this was before CGI. Right. So he had a prosthetic with literally hundreds of living worms in it that oh. kind of remain hunched over so that they wouldn't escape. Oh. But by the time they finished the scene, he'd cramped up his abdominal muscles so hard, he had a hard time undoing them. I'm sure. Oh, no. Yeah. It's quite an incentive to stay hunched yeah. over and clenched yep. when that's on your stomach. Yeah. But he powered through it. God Good bless him. Good on you. Um... She attempts to escape into her coffin, but finds that Charlie and Alex have lined it with communion wafers, which disappoints her, as the coffin was several centuries old. <laughs> Seriously. She wasn't angry about it. She was disappointed, which was worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like when your mom's disappointed. <sighs> this is, Anger doesn't work, but disappointment? Oh, oh shit. yeah. I'm so disappointed. Oh my god, how do I fix it? Ah, 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 I'm the worst person. Ah, help me make it right. Yeah. But uh, I'm angry at you, turns into, yeah, well, fuck you too. Right. Like, yeah. Just... Exactly. <laughs> fuck you, mom. I'll do it right. <laughs> oh. Where was I? All right. Um, but that coffin was just lovely. Yeah. Just like, and you've ruined it, Charlie. You've ruined it. So. Tisk, tisk. <laughs> Anyway, Regine knocks Alex, Alex, eh, Alex unconscious and attempts to turn Charlie into a vampire for realsies, but Peter destroys her with sunlight via his mirror. Sometime later, Charlie and Alex discuss the previous day's events with Alex joking that no one would ever believe them. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, they ponder if there are more va- vampires out there because yes, Charlie... Yes, next question. <laughs> Charlie is clueless about the other vampires at Regine's party, but agree to continue, just continue on with their lives while being prepared, just in case. They embrace each other as a bat can be heard flying away. Oh, man. This is going to be a short one, kid. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, for realsies, I love this movie. I do. It is bad. It is not a good movie at all. Um... It's not as bad as some other things we've watched. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it is enjoyable. It's, it's 80s garbage. Yeah, 80s garbage. You turn your brain off. You just let it play in the background. You eat some snacks and, you know, you take a nap if you need to in the middle. It's mm-hmm. it, it's it's just kind of brain candy. Mm-hmm. And I do love brain candy. Uh, Regine is fucking fantastic. Accurate. Julie Carmen should really have been getting more work. I agree. This. But unfortunately, because no one fucking saw yeah. this movie, yeah. she couldn't. Um, poor thing. Just and the the fucking panic attack. Yeah, in the plastic. Oh. Goddamn. Um. Shit. 
I think all of the characters work well together, though. They were fairly well written, if not well acted on some parts. Yeah. Um, they were very... It's kind of one of those things that's hard to judge. Yeah. Because even though it was only just over 30 years ago, it was such a completely different time. Yeah. It or, is a time capsule of the yeah, movie. Like right. it, it's like, oh, well, these characters were, were, were well-written, and it's like, no, I don't think they were, but that's judging by more today's standards yeah. than the standards of the time or something closer to the time, where it's like, oh, this is kind of just how characters were written. It's not necessarily right. good or bad. It's just it was the trend. Yeah, it's what was there. Um, it was well produced for the time. Sure. You know, a yeah. lot of the special effects were surprisingly good. Yeah. The atmosphere was surprisingly good in yeah. a lot of areas. Um, but it is a garbage fire of a movie. It is absolutely a tire fire. Um, just because it keeps burning. Yeah. It yeah. keeps burning. It's like all the parts and individually yet- are kind of okay and then you put yeah. them all together and it's like why is this worse than everything yeah i know <laughs> it, it keeps burning but it also keeps burning the same things over and over again like in, in, a, in very many ways this is the exact same movie as the first movie just a little bit of a twist because this time charlie instead of amy is the one getting all vamped out and right. she yeah, yeah yeah and well, she and, the and there's a she swap. vamp yeah the gender swap of it and all of that um i call it gender <laughs> but it, it, so it's just like this circular tire fire yeah <laughs> i mean there's not a lot in in the scope of what you can do with frightening mm-hmm. okay because of the way the first one was written there's not a whole lot you can do for a sequel and i thought that they did okay with it you know in changing the rules slightly to make it a different I do think that they they clearly tried, but I don't think they tried hard enough. You get it. I think that there were some things that they could have still kept, like, within the same amount of deviation. Yeah. Gone a different direction, and it would have been way better. Right. Right. But it's it's very much, um, you know, in the first one, it was, oh, Jerry Danvers is gay. Mm-hmm. And Chris Sarandon 100% played him as gay. That was intentional. For, for you to think that Danvers was gay. Um, yeah, but you've got... You know, in there, it was the two guys are living alone. And he's got his Renfield doing whatever. Um, so you've, uh, you know, posing as interior decorators sort of thing. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, now here, you've got another artistic person to, to deal with. And now, now they're living next door to Peter. You know, because this one does have a plot in mind Mm -hmm. in the first one it's like oh someone found my secret yeah Mm -hmm. this one is like i want revenge yeah it's it's revenge so that added that other that new little wrinkle to it that i that i liked so you know and the fact oh his sister yeah okay and now we're dealing with the female of the species who is always more vicious Mm -hmm. you know so so i appreciated all those little touches um let's go ahead and talk about some trivia Okay. okay So, first off, again, there's a lot about Julie Carmen here. <laughs> um, first off, she was not going to take the role because she saw the role as no more, nothing more than an Elvira impersonation. But I can she, see that. Then she kept reading the script and she's like, 
I can make this my own. She mm-hmm. did. Yeah, she absolutely did. Definitely that, not an Elvira thing right. at all. You can Only, see, like, maybe an homage, but that's it. Yeah, yeah like, when, when she takes over the studio and all, yeah. you know, like, you can feel yeah. it, but it's not, yeah. It's not at all. But, yeah, she she kept reading, and she's like, yeah, she, she, she learned to love the character and actually started turning shit down. Oh, so wow. So she'd be available for this mm. movie. Um, Sorry, that didn't work out, because she fucking killed it. She did. Mm-hmm. She is... Literally the best part of this movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, the way she talks, the way she slinked her the way, way she moves. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. She was a fucking... Serpent. She was a vampire. She was. But... Yeah. <laughs> she was. She is what you think of... I'm trying to remember back to my white wolf. I believe we're talking Toreador. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking regal mm-hmm. and high class and gorgeous vampire. Um... She, she's on the level of Dracula. Mm-hmm. Regal, high class, gorgeous. You know, the ones that just kind of slip their way in that, that nobody notices until it's too late. Um, which is why I will always compare vampires on, on a literal level, on a, on a, on a literary level, to, a, to an SED. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. That's what they, that's what they were meant to represent. They were wanton sexuality is what they were, and she embodied that one hundred percent. She is the best part of this movie. Um, one other cool thing though is that she, once she decided she was going to take this part, watched the first one obsessively so that she could imitate Chris Sarandon's mannerisms. Nice! Oh, that's why she worked so well in this fucking part. That's amazing! <laughs> because she's like, he's my sister. He, he was my brother, Peter. Yeah. I'm like, girl, they talked alike. Yeah. yeah. They really did, because I did watch these back to back, and I'm like, they sound alike. What the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, but she, she watched hundreds of hours of just the original Fright Night so that she could learn mm-hmm. Chris Sarandon's mannerisms and be exactly like him. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, Stephen Jeffries, I did get that right. Uh, again, he did turn down, um, he did turn it down for, for evil, uh, for 976 evil. His part was rewritten into Louie. He was supposed to be oh, another okay. butt monkey in this film, Evil Ed. Poor Evil Ed. Yeah. Um, not only, like I said, was Clark, uh, Bell, uh, but he was hired as a choreographer. He put together both Regina's dance sequences and made sure that the gang of vampires moved as a unit. Nice. Smart. That's why they were all smooth. Yeah. Getting into that elevator. Yeah. And that's another thing I appreciated. They did pay attention to detail. You know, they did do a, a fairly decent job of putting this together. There's just those little things yeah. that are off that make the movie kind of off-putting to some people. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but yeah, uh, the only other trivia that we've already mentioned, uh, The Roses, uh, and the fact that um, Bosworth's death is abspasmed. Yeah. So yeah, he couldn't... <laughs> but he had to finish the scene. Yeah. He, he didn't want to stop. Because so, otherwise, you'd have to get into the prosthetics again. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and, and the worms. Yeah, and do or I die, man. Yep. Do it and get it done with. Because bugs. No, thank you. No. Um, but no, seriously, 
this is another one of those movies that because I was a teenager, I, because it's one of the movies that I went to go see by myself. I'm like, I'm a big boy now. Mm-hmm. It does. It does have that kind of nostalgia goggles factor. Yeah. Thing. But I do actually still just like it on its merits now. You know, I, I don't look at it going, I remember this movie so fondly. I, I watch it going, this is a decent movie. It's not a great movie. It's decent. Um, you know, yeah, we'll bitch about Charlie because he is absolutely the Me Too movement uh, personified right there. Um, well, always has been, always will. Pressure and Amy into fucking. Seriously? Just, yeah, I, he's always been a piece of shit. He's, yeah. right. <laughs> he's always been a jerk when it comes to getting his own, you know, getting his dick wet. That's. Ugh. But again, all those little details that they put in, all of them put in, including the actors, um, to make their parts believable, to make their parts more than one dimensional. Bell was pretty one dimensional. Bell was a hunter, and that's pretty much it. But Bell had fantastic hair, and that I wanted. I wanted that hair. Fair. Bell was also not overutilized right so like sure the character was one-dimensional but they also like weren't on screen enough for that to be yeah a detriment yeah and and that character being as androgynous as it was i'm fairly sure that if they were to remake this movie today it would be a vampire with they them pronouns or Mm -hmm. zizim yeah you know um because for the longest time, I didn't know if that was a man until I looked at the credits. Mm. Oh, it's a Russell. Okay. Um, that hair is fucking fantastic. <laughs> that hair is amazing. I love that hair. That was Rogue in the X-Men during the 80s. For sure. Yeah. That was definitely where that hair was. Um, Bosworth, he came up with, by the way, the idea of naming off the bugs. That wasn't written into the script. That oh. was something he came up with. As a little idiosyncrasy, before he eats the bugs, he names them. Uh, and Louie, he's just always a goof. Mm. He can be a goof. Yeah. I mean, and, and the guy who plays Louie is always a goof in whatever he's in. So just be a fucking goof. It's amazing. Um, the four of them worked so well together. Yeah. They did. They really did. Uh, and then there's Charlie, who's an ass. Uh, and then Alex, who probably should not have been with Charlie. No. She uh, deserves better. No. And then Peter existed yeah, for a bit. He was he was Peter <laughs> Vincent. Yeah. He was Peter Vincent. There really wasn't much more to it. Yeah. He was still the Peter Vincent from the first movie. Oh, I'm scared. Oh no. I found out the vampires still actually do exist. Yeah. And they're right next door to me. Blah, blah, blah. But Roddy Roddy McDowell's so charming. Yeah. That oh, you yeah, just love it. You just love it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Speaking of Roddy McDowell. I was remembering, because I was listening to the Willy Wonka episode again, <laughs> another another movie that parents think is made for children, but children should not watch. Watership Down. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Motherfucker. Hell. I love that. Every Easter. No. Oh, yeah. Every Easter. Well, it gets put on a show because I know. adults well, are like, I don't know, bunnies. Here you go. And right. Then, <laughs> and then Netflix did the their version of it. Which mm-hmm. was amazing. It, and it's amazing, but like it's there was a flood of articles were. like, don't let your children watch this. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> even Netflix was very specific yeah. with their marketing on it. They were like, this is not for kids. <laughs> it, just because it's animated does not mean it's for children. We just couldn't get actual talking rabbits. Fuck off. Yeah. You know? But yeah, um, 
oh, fuck me. And a mouse and his boy. And the Raggedy Ann Adventure. And the Raggedy Ann Adventure. I was just thinking about that uh, over the weekend. With the one, who, with the dude who's looking for the sweetheart. Uh, yes, and, and the the taffy person. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The taffy the person. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Trying to eat Raggedy Ann. And they're like because floating in the person. Yeah. Like the person oh, is made of sugar. Like I have seen rolls. This. Yeah. Yeah. He. I have no memory of the movie, but. The that things that you're saying, I'm like, oh my god, I... He wants Raggedy Andy's candy heart because it's yep. a sweet heart. That's yep. what he's looking for. Yep. yep. Ugh, traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't but... play no games. And you could put bed knobs and broomsticks on that list. I love bed knobs and broomsticks, but the, the Nazi skeletons at the end freak people out. Fighting Nazis is is amazing and admirable, but uh, maybe your kid children into it. Yeah, like, maybe your kid might not be ready for that yet. Yeah, that, that's like the beyond the age of nine. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Draguna, McCoydies, Dragorum, Sanctus D. I love that movie. <laughs> but all right back to this one back to the vampires um this is hot garbage <laughs> it really is but it's it's hot garbage i love it's it's enjoyable hot garbage it is not meant to be high art it is meant to be turn your brain off and watch a fucking movie yeah, yeah. give us While your they, money yeah. and you know yeah it's a sequel going to build a... on the vastly popular fright night yeah you know um I enjoy that they included more of the mythology of vampires. They wrote a lot more into it. Yeah. Um, I enjoy that they they created this community of vampires. They're like, yeah, they're just kind of like these these feral packs. Only they're like they're no longer feral. You can sense the feral, but they're like cool, adapting, and collected, and adapting, and they're just like we are predators, and you're going to. Know it's wonderful. Once it's too late. Exactly. Yes. So what are you guys' thoughts? I know I've babbled for a little bit. Um, I mean, I, I like, like I usually say, like, I feel like my opinion has been said. Um, <laughs> I, it is, it is a hot garbage fire. Uh, but I would watch this movie over dozens of others. Yeah. If I, if someone said you had to watch Fright Night 2 or you have to watch Slimeball Bolorama. I would say Fright Night 2, please. I do like Slime. I like Slime Ball Bolorama. Bol- it's all well and good, but I would watch this over that. <laughs> right. There are there are dozens of movies that I would watch Fright Night 2 instead of. Yeah. Um, I get it. You know, is it a good movie? No. Yeah. But it's fine for the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. What about you, RC? I thought i had seen this movie i must have watched something else because the thing that i thought this movie was is not what this movie was um was it once bitten i don't know i love jim carrey i hate there's a dancing vampire moment in it there's like a dance off with the vampire it was definitely not jim okay (laughs) um but regardless i did not particularly care for this movie there are absolutely <laughs> some good parts. Right. Um, 
even many of the pieces are good, but once put together, it's, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Um, I like vampire movies. I like vampires. I love John Carpenter's vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Dracula. Some of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this, this movie specifically just didn't quite work for me. Um, especially like looking at it as a sequel to the first one, which I very much enjoyed. Yeah. Um, it just, it, I felt like had this been its own thing, I may have liked it better. Rewrite some, like a couple of details, um, and don't make it a sequel to Fright Night. And it's something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Right. Then I probably would have liked it more. Yeah. That's fair. By the way, the 2000, which one was it? Sorry, I was just on it. Uh, Fright Night 2 New Blood it was in 2013. It was directed DVD. Um, it had Jamie Murray in it. And I thought she was in um, True Blood. She was not. She was in Dexter. Mm. She played the psychotic girlfriend in, I believe, season two. Oh. I love her. Yeah, she's great. Absolutely love her. Um but it was it was garbage. Uh, though Bill does a sequel, the film repeats the plot of the original and remake with none of the 2011 cast. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I told you, it's just yeah. the same fucking movie. So, you know, avoid that one like the plague. Unless you really, really like Jamie Murray and just want to watch her playing Elizabeth I didn't. I didn't even hate the, the remake. I liked the remake with yeah. Anton Yelchin. Oh, yeah, I, I love the remake. It was, it was not bad at all. Yeah. Um, David Tennant scratching his junk in the leather pants because mm-hmm. it binds. Yeah. I um, understand. Colin fucking Farrell. He did great. He did. Say what you will about him as a person, it's almost all valid. Right. Yeah. And, but he did great. Oh, no, I wasn't complaining. Okay. Colin Farrell's pretty. I don't care what he's like as a person because I don't need him to talk. I need him just like. To be. You're, yeah. You're, you're a piston, dude. Yeah. That's all I need. <laughs> Breakfast, um, lunch, and fucking dinner. Yep. Yep. Um, although he didn't do badly as Bullseye in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. I didn't watch it. Yeah. He was fine. He, he was, was crazy. Fine. He was. Well, he was really psycho. Yeah. Um, but that had... Who played the mom? That was... um Shit. Tony Collette. That's the one. Thank mm-hmm. you. Tony Collette. She was great. She Tony fucking Collette. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? Um, the smart no, person's screen queen. Yeah, exactly. Hereditary is wonderful. We'll have to watch it at some point. That fucking face on your face. Right? <laughs> Are we ready for ratings? Yeah. Okay, I know you're tired of talking about this movie. Um, you must not have gotten the reference. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't. Okay. Charlie. Charlie. Did you not watch it? Have you not seen Hereditary? Yeah, I have. I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. What? What? What's happening right now? (laughs) I don't know. I did watch Hereditary. What? Sometimes you are Charlie and sometimes you're the pole. And right now you are Charlie. Rapidly heading towards that pole. Oh, Charlie. Oh, shit. Okay, now I get it. Okay. Now I get it. Oh, fuck me. 
that whole scene. Oh no! Oh, oh my god, man. no! Uh, we that we have to movie. talk about that one. Right, we we will <sighs> have to. No, it, you want to see me get up my... off this freaking table again? That's going to happen when <laughs> yeah. we talk about I, it again, kids. My meds actually fuck with my memory and my motor skills. So, yay! Electrolyte imbalances. Yeah, my husband has not gotten me Gatorade in a week, so that's probably what's going on. Um, but we're back. It's we fine. are back. Yeah, we're back. We're good. <laughs> we just had a moment. Okay, so ratings. <laughs> ratings. Um, no, again, I love this movie. Um, it is not a a masterpiece of cinema by any stretch of the imagination, and it's not meant to be. It's meant to be part of a cash cow sequel machine for the original Fright Night, which was wonderful and well-made and well-written and probably one of the best vampire movies ever made. This one is not. No. Um, But it's fun. Mm. It's fun. It's got a decent villain because she does have machinations on the mind. She, Unlike um, the first movie where the vampire is just like, oh, you found me. Uh, She's like, oh, no. You're going to pay, Charlie. You're going to pay good. Which means I'm going to make you live forever so you can continue paying <laughs> forever. And that's ju- that's how she delivers those lines. She's like, I'm, gonna, I'm going to torture you and you're going to love every second of it. That's how that worked. So, you know, just for her alone and vampires on roller skates. <laughs> Sorry. I am going to give this. I'm going to give this movie three point five out of five X Men Rogue haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? I think that I have said all the pieces of my rating. Yeah. Um, not particularly a fan of this movie. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not. It's not total trash. It is not good. Um, but there are some good things, like Regine. Right. Uh, hands down, still the best part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to skip most of my rating and then just go straight to the numbers where it gets two out of five shoulder pads. <laughs> I mean, if you have five shoulder pads, something's going on. Man. Yeah, you got some scoliosis. <laughs> you have to carry a spare in your purse in case it gets flat. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was the 80s. You had to carry a lot of things like that. True. I think I've said everything that I, I would say about this movie as well. Uh, like I said, there's it's it's not the worst by far, but it's not great. I still, of course, love the original number one. And then I would say the reboot is number two. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Charlie Brewster is a, is a spur. Um <laughs> He is a bit of a spur in the enjoyment of both said movies, but Regine is definitely the best part of this one, mm-hmm. and she is it is worth watching for her. Yeah, it is worth watching to see her performance because she is an amazing vampire. Absolutely. And I give this movie, I'm gonna say two out of five mirrored cigarette cases. <laughs> Which are always a great idea to have if you're a vampire hunter. Yep. Yeah. Comes in handy. It really does. Um, 
they're just looking at me like, end it, end it now. Kill no, me. we're not. not. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm not like, put me out of my misery. I'm like, oh, it's time for you to say the right. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, kids, if you want to email us, lay eggs in our brain, like reopen our shaving cuts with your teeth, <laughs> send us an email at bob at candycoatedrazor.com. You can uh, find the web, find us on the website at candycoatedrazor.com. Hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash candycoatedrazorblades. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash candycoatedrazor. And you can find us on Instagram at ccrb underscore podcast. IRC, you can come chat with me in our Discord. Come talk to me about random vampire movies. Come talk to me about how you want to taste my blood. It, a, it won't even be the fucking first time. <laughs> B, won't be the weirdest thing I've heard probably this week. So. <laughs> and I am Stephanie. You can find me pretty much anywhere with Stephanie Hayslip or Night Pet with a Y instead of an I. And please check out my articles on fangirlnation.com. We absolutely will. All right, kids. Bye. 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 <laughs>